Welcome to the Motherhood Redefined podcast, where we question what we've been taught motherhood should look like and intentionally create our own rules instead. I'm your host, Melissa Cave, and I'm so looking forward to helping you redefine motherhood for yourself so you can thoroughly enjoy this season of your life. Hey, welcome back to the Motherhood Redefined podcast. It's so good to be here. Today, I'm talking about unhelpful phrases. What do I mean by that? Well, it's these things that have been kind of ingrained into our own heads that we probably heard growing up or we heard somebody say to us, we witnessed it. And now that's our internal dialogue that when we are in similar situations, when those words were said to us, we say those to our children. Jill Molly, conscious discipline educator, love listening listening to her. Her speeches are always so good. And the way she says this is, it's like your old program CD-ROM. Does anybody remember CD-ROMs, by the way? So funny that our kids aren't even going to know what those are. Um, But she says, it's your old program CD-ROM. So you open your mouth and out comes your mother. (laughs) That cracks me up every time. But I observed, I was at my daughter's gymnastics class recently when I was listening to the other parents in the waiting area. And I observed and heard parents saying to their other children some phrases that aren't so helpful. And yes, you could take it as I'm being judgmental of them, but it's not so much judgmental of them. It's more of like I'm thinking, wow, there's such a better way to handle that situation. Let me show you how. So that's what this episode is all about. I want to teach you, like, it makes sense maybe why you're you're parenting that way or using those phrases. And it's also true that there's a better way that I want to um, open up your perspective and mind to today. So, um, and yes, I, I feel like some of these were a bit extreme. Um, they're not necessarily always this extreme, but we can still apply these, these tips to um, change the way that we talk to our kids. And, and the way I really like to think about it is how, how do I want to be talked to? What would I want someone to say to me in this situation? And if it's not how you're showing up to your kids, just think about that. Think about like, however you, whatever you say to your kid, would that be how you want to be talked to in this, if this situation were reversed and you were your child? So they were talking about swimming. I don't know if this child came from swim lessons or what, but, and I heard this parent say, you know, it must have been, I'm guessing that the child was struggling to swim or maybe afraid to swim, which by the way, is a very real fear. We need to honor our child's fears and not just dismiss them. That's what I observed as very dismissive parenting. Um, not honoring their experience, their emotional experience. Maybe you don't think it's a big deal. Maybe you think they should just learn and you don't think they should be scared, but the truth of the matter is they're scared. They're scared. And you can either help help them through this, connect with them, tap into their fear and their emotions and help them through it. Or you can diminish their experience and dismiss their experience and completely not create connection in that moment. It's a, it's such a huge opportunity to further develop that connection in the relationship by how we respond and how we show up to help them through it. So what I heard said was some version of this. I'm going to teach you how to swim like my dad and granddad taught me the way God intended it. I'm just going to throw you in. You're not going to drown. Right? 
that's really dismissive of the experience. First off, there's so many things I could say. I am personally not religious. I could do a whole episode on that. But the way God intended, I mean, I mean, that's just like a whole, whole <laughs> thing in and of itself. Like, really? First off, I don't believe that God exists. Um, but second off, let's pretend that he did in the way that most people assume that he does. Do you really think that God intended to just throw you in the water and that's how you're going to learn how to swim? Now, maybe some super religious people will argue with me. Well, that's what baptism is. We just put you under the water. Yeah. And most of those people plug their nose. Like to me, that's, I'm sorry. That's just, no, I'm not sorry. That's, that's just such a dumb thing to say. The way God intended it was to make you drown. Uh, no, because this person who said this says, you're not going to drown. I'm going to just throw you in. You're not going to drown. You're going to learn it. Okay. That could be true. And that's also going to be very traumatic for your child. Maybe they will learn that way, but it's going to be learning out of fear. You're going to have them scared for their life. You're going to put, throw them in the water and they're not going to be able to breathe. They're not going to know what to do. And, and you're just going to think that that is going to teach them the skill. Like that's just not going to work. Not going to work versus yes, it's going to take more time. Yes. It's going to take more patience on your part, but whether you hire someone who's that patient person or you do it yourself, if you take the time to get in the water with them, you know, show them, here's why it's not scary. I, I know you're scared. I know it feels really scary to go under the water when you can't, you don't know how to breathe yet. You can't see and you don't know what to do. That's really scary. Yeah. And I'm here. I'm here. I'm right here. And I'm going to help you through this. Let's figure it out together in baby steps at a time. You know, maybe first you just get them comfortable in the water. And then as that starts to happen, you can move to like putting your lips in the water and, and doing that for longer and longer periods of time, you know, then eventually move to talking about how we're going to breathe and then, you know, actually go under and try for, for just a few seconds and then baby step and, and gradually get longer and longer and longer. Eventually let's think about long-term, right? You're going to have a swimmer who a is not scared of the water, is not traumatized by how you taught them to swim, just like my dad and granddad taught me the way God intended it. You're not going to drown. You weren't traumatized to learn how to swim, which by the way, could be a life or death skill to have in the future. You're going to be, have a child who's comfortable in the water. And on top of all of that, you're going to have a child who feels connected to you, who saw you taking the time and the patience and the compassion to honor their fear, honor their very real fear and talk them through it. And that is the priceless one right there. That connection is going to pay dividends in the future because when your child feels connected to you, it leads to so many other benefits. They're going to be more likely to listen. They're going to be more likely to help you out. They're going to be more likely to try new things because they, you feel safe. Like they feel safe with you. You're their safe person. They don't feel like you're forcing them to do things they're afraid of, right? You're right there with them, helping them through these things. Another phrase I overheard equally concerning, um, you know, a couple siblings were fighting 
not sure exactly what was going on. Um, but I heard a parent say to the older child, I'm going to uppercut that pigtail right off your head. And it wasn't a joking way. Like you could, you might say, oh yeah, that's a little extreme. That sounds like, like they were just joking. No, they were not just joking. And the other thing is, um, they continued back and forth and, and then, um, there was something said like, go ahead, try it. First off, I mean, that's just not, not a helpful statement at all. Uh, you're threatening violence and also comes into question like, A, are you actually going to do that in front of all these people? That's, that's a concern in and of itself. B, if you're not, that's a separate concern where you're like threatening these things that you're not actually going to do, which creates a whole other slew of problems in your parenting, because then your kids learn that you're not going to do what you say. Now, I'm not saying you should uppercut the pigtail off the head. Definitely not. But I'm just saying in general for statements made, make sure it's something you're actually going to follow through with because there's no point in doling out these blind threats that aren't going to happen because that just decreases the connection and your child's ability um, to trust you when you're not going to follow through with what you said. And... The last one I want to talk about, I think, is a more common one that's not such an extreme. And that was what I heard said was, you're seriously driving me crazy. And that was something where they were trying, the parent and the child were trying to come into the gymnastics class, and then the child had to go to the bathroom. So they had to like, you know, reverse their steps, backtrack to the bathroom. And it was a little rushed, and they might have been a little late afterwards. Um, but the, in the moment when the daughter was like, I got to go to the bathroom, the parent was like, Oh, you're seriously driving me crazy. And you could tell she was visibly very annoyed and frustrated. And I'm going to cover this in the next episode, but I want to just leave you with that statement because what's really important here is we think that's true. We think that our kids behaviors and things they do and things they say are, are what drives us crazy, but that's really not the truth. And I know you might be shaking your head thinking, yeah, Melissa, it actually is. They are actually driving me crazy. Um, but it's not true. And I'm going to teach you a tool and tell you why that's not true in the next episode. So again, just think about phrases you hear yourself saying or coming out of your mouth that might not be helpful anymore. That might be you're opening your mouth and out comes your mother or father, grandmother, you know, whoever. Um, it makes sense that that's the way it is because that's what we were brought up around. But that doesn't mean it has to continue this way. That doesn't mean we can't work to change the way that we're showing up the way that we're talking to our children. And again, the reason this matters, the way that we talk to our children matters is because that becomes their internal voice that creates connection. Whether you talk to them, you know, in a positive, supportive way of their experience and their emotions, even if you don't get it, even if internally you're like, oh my gosh, here we go again you can still show up and be supportive of their experience and acknowledge that. Because again, I want you to think about if that was you, 
and that's how somebody was responding to you, how would you feel? And use that as fuel to show up the way that you would want to be talked to, the way that you would want to be responded to. So if this is something that you find yourself doing often and you're like, oh my gosh, this is me and I just don't know how to change this, I can help. I'm Melissa. I'm a life coach for moms and I work with moms on these specific things. So if you're in your motherhood, you find yourself knowing that there's a better way, but you're not quite sure how to do it, or maybe you've tried it. Maybe you've tried it, but you find that it's not working. You feel like it's not working for you and you're not sure what to do about it because you read the articles and you hear the things and it makes sense to you logically. And then you try it with your children and it doesn't work. If that's you, let's talk. I offer a free first call where we can get to know each other. We can talk about what's going on exactly for you in your own motherhood experience. And then we can talk about how we could work together and change it to what you're looking for, what you desire to see in your motherhood and your life. I hope you all have a great week. And again, notice those sentences. Notice those sentences. Until next time. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this episode and are ready to start enjoying your motherhood and life even more, I've got you. Feel free to go to the show notes. It has all the information where you can go schedule a free call. We'll talk about where you are now, where you want to be, and exactly how I can help you get there. If you'd like to follow me in other ways, I'm on Instagram at Rethink Motherhood, or you can always head to my website, RethinkMotherhood.com. Hope you have an awesome week.